the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Good evening, family. Ron Geyer and Time Insights. Thanks again for listening. We love you. We are grateful for you. I thank the Lord Jesus for giving me this venue where hopefully I can speak for him and represent him and keep you out of trouble, give you some warnings, give you some insight. You know, I'm so excited. In our Bible study, we just started talking about end times. And I don't mean the end times now. I mean after now. I mean after the rapture, after the tribulation after the Battle of Armageddon, after the Lord returns into the millennial kingdom of God where we're going to be for a thousand years. Very exciting, very exciting. I'm learning some stuff. So that's been good. That's what we did this weekend. Uh, Today, we're going to go back to the Spirit of Truth, part two. Remember the foundation scripture, John 16, 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, But whatsoever he shall hear from the Father, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to the church, in the church. And I've got some more verses here that I briefly mentioned them last week. I wanted to break them down for you today. But it's so important. I want to define in exact terms what is happening to truth, the opposition to God's Holy Spirit of truth. What's going on in the earth today? Remember, truth, truth has a life. Truth is a spirit. And he, truth, is a living, breathing entity, just like God is or like Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He deserves the ultimate respect and obedience that all of God's word demands. Amen. Someone sent me a Facebook post uh, last week showing Creflo Dollar, a famous word of faith minister, praising and endorsing a candidate in his home state. This candidate promotes murder and abortion and depraved sexual lifestyles. And I don't understand. I cannot imagine how grieved the Holy Spirit of God must have been because this guy did it from the pulpit. Uh, You know, the pulpit's a holy place. Number one, me as a minister, if I stand in a pulpit and I start promoting candidates, uh, which I'm sure they would not approve of (laughs) because (laughs) I'm a conservative, I'm a Christian, and I vote the Bible. And yet I'd be yanked out of there so quick, any tax-exempt status that I have, but not this brother. And I use that term brother loosely because I'm, I'm learning as I'm, you know, as I'm seeing this stuff revealed. I study, I look at scriptures, and I go, wow, maybe not. So anyway, someone sent me the Facebook post showing me that, and it was amazing. He's promoting this woman who is all for murdering babies. Let's make new laws. Let's try to get them killed early. I mean, it's just amazing. And this is from a man of God in God's holy place, the pulpit of God, getting people. And I heard the words. I saw him do it. He's getting a standing ovation from the congregation. And 
it's shocking. It really shouldn't be, but it is. Can you see the confusion that something like this brings to the people of God who sit under this man's ministry? Let me tell you something. Let me show you something. If someone is in the pulpit, they are anointed to tell you one thing and one thing only, and that is the truth. They are not to give your opinions. They are not to try to give you their reasonings, their understanding. They are there to speak the truth. Remember, saints, the motive of being in the pulpit of speaking, it's always love, and the message is always truth. The Holy Spirit does not show up in any other environment. I'm not talking about someone who makes a doctrinal error from the pulpit. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm speaking about promoting an agenda that is anti-life, anti-Bible, anti-God, and anti-Christ from the holy place of God's anointed preaching. Christians don't know their Bible, so preachers get away with stuff like this. I know my Bible enough to be able to tell you that anyone who promotes abortion or homosexuality from God's pulpit mm -hmm, wasn't put there by God. You need to leave. If this man is a pastor, you need to get out from him. He does not speak for God. Me and this guy, we don't have political differences. We have spiritual differences. Amen? He's coming from a different spirit, the spirit of Antichrist. Anyway, I drifted. But back to a couple of verses that I read you last week that I wanted to talk about. One more thing. Why do I think he's false? Because I had to ask myself that question after I put a Facebook post identifying this man as false. Why do I think he's false? Because he promotes anti-guy doctrines from God's pulpit. You can't do that and claim to be a Christian. At the end of the day, the, what I got ministered to is that this man just doesn't know God. Okay? I'm not going to hang him because he doesn't know God, but get your butt out of God's holy place, the pulpit, and quit trying to represent God. You don't. You represent the Antichrist. This verse I broached last week, Hosea 4.1, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Now, the Holy Spirit wasn't given then like he has been given now to the church. We have no excuse for not knowing truth. I'm sorry. We have zero excuse. We not only have a relationship with truth, Jesus Christ, but we also have the author of truth living inside of us. So we have no excuse for not knowing truth. But here, Israel, they still had the prophets. They had the old book. They had the book of Moses. I mean, they had this stuff going on. David had Nathan, right? And they had people that spoke for God. They were prophets. They were shepherds. Uh, they had their churches, their synagogues and everything. They had the holy writ. So they're without excuse too. But he ragged on them. God ragged on them. Hosea ragged on them. They would not hear the word of the Lord. And the Lord got upset and he opposed them. Or actually, they opposed him and he responded in like kind. But the reason was because there was no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. And when there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land, the Lord is against you. Well, the Lord is against America. Yes, God is against us because we have rejected his truth. We not only don't know it, we are rejecting it and we are trying to make it like it never was here. We're trying to do away with it. And yes, through abortion, we have denied the mercy of God. We don't offer the most helpless of life, the help that it needs, the protection that it needs. And yet we're killing them. We're so eager to commit this vile act that we can't wait for them to be born. We're going in the womb now. California has a measure on the table. Uh, they want to be able to kill the newborn babies up to 28 days after birth. That is pagan. That is filthy. It's not law yet, but knowing California... So these are the things that we're fighting against. No, there's no mercy there. And what happens to those that won't show mercy? They will not see the mercy of God either. And then when imposters like this man that I was just speaking about are in your pulpit, 
That's evidence that there is no knowledge of God in the land either. You cannot say that you know God and murder, especially babies, especially unborn babies. We are a sick people. So I was just speaking about that guy and this evidence. There's no knowledge of God. If there's no knowledge of God in our pulpits, then guess what? There's going to be no or little knowledge of God in our land, and that's what we're facing today. And this man proved it by his words, which associated the acts of abomination and depraved deeds with the pulpit of God. Man, have mercy on that man, Father God, but get him out of the pulpit. Someone please move him. Get him out of there. Leave him. He's destroying God's people. Another verse I want to talk about, First Timothy 6, 5, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. Once again, these people are in the pulpit. The CEB version, there is constant bickering between people whose minds are ruined and who have been robbed of the truth. They think that godliness is a way to make money. And yes, they've been robbed of the truth. You know, the Bible says he that will get rich quickly gets a snare and a curse to him. And that's what's happened to these people. I'm not making excuses for people like that, but the word is clear. This particular man, Creflo Dollar, he's of the Word of Faith movement. He is a prosperity preacher. The word says that their minds have been robbed of the truth. Therefore, they think that by their godliness, they are entitled to make money. I remember a former pastor of mine said the same thing. Okay, as you grow in the Lord, you should be growing in the material things of of the earth. You should be getting better and better. You should have more money in the bank. You should be getting out of debt. You should have nicer vehicles, nicer clothes. What? Can I have a verse for that, please? Quite the opposite is true. We are not supposed to be growing materialistically. Truth be told, we ought to be dying to those things. Trusting God, using our faith not for material things, using our faith for the things of God, to set people free, to win people to Christ. This is corruption of the mind because they have failed to receive the truth. You know, the Bible says that what? That they have been robbed of the truth. You know, sin doesn't stand alone. You know, the Bible talks about when somebody's been delivered, their house has been cleaned, Satan comes back with seven more demons, seven times more demons. They want to make sure that you've done your due diligence in protecting and guarding your freedom, and we're not doing that like we should be. He has stolen from men like this. He has stolen from them the truth. And man being man... He has filled that void with something that doesn't belong there. In this particular case, greed, a spirit of covetousness, as David Wilkerson would call it. Now this brother is even promoting, and I use that term brother, maybe, perhaps not, loosely. Now this guy is promoting murder and sexual depravity from God's pulpit. I mean, how how, how far can we run from the truth and from the callings of God where a man just steps in the pulpit and he says anything that he wants to say? Do we not have the respect of the pulpit? Do we not have the respect for the presence of God? Do we not care to love God's people with the truth? No. Now, this brother happens to be a a black man, and his congregation is mostly black. Obviously, they're voting for Democrats, and he's voting someone that, that has a track record of killing babies and promoting homosexuality for governor. And I was asking God, I says, God, how do we get these people out of these congregations and pray for them? And yet they gave this guy a standing ovation when he talked about this. And I think the Lord just ministered to me that they're gone. They're lost. They're reprobate minds. They think the same way. Why? Because they love this man more than they love the word of God. 
And that's what happens, whether it's a Joel Osteen who's standing in the largest church in America and people are willing to sacrifice the truth. People are not willing to look for the truth. People are not willing to invest their time in the truth. They just listen to the nice stories, the pretty smile, the funny jokes, and they think that's salvation, that's Christianity. That's not the way it works, guys. The Bible tells us. It says what? It says, from such, withdraw thyself. Yes. What do we do here, Lord? How do we fix this? Or what happens? We withdraw ourselves from them. We run far and fast away from folks like this because their lies and their deception will take you straight to hell, man. Second Timothy 4, 4, another verse, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. The next danger is that we turn away our ears from the truth. That means if we turn away from truth, we turn away from God's word. If we turn away from God's word, we turn away from the Holy Spirit of God. Basically, we have rejected God. When you fall away from truth, this is what happens. This is what the apostasy is all about. Men in the church denying the truth that have been known for centuries. You know, people are coming now. They're even denying the virgin birth. They're denying the sinless life of Christ. The Catholic Church believes that Mary lived a sinless life. I mean, how wacky can we get? How screwy can we get? Can we just stick with the Bible? You know, God bless Mary. She's not my mother. She was the mother of Jesus. And let's keep her where she belongs. Amen? Let's just be truthful. Read the Bible. Learn about what's going on. Hallelujah. Withdraw from the people that are not teaching you the Bible truth. The next danger is that we turn away our ears from the truth. There is no neutral ground in what you hear. Unless one has lost their hearing, they still hear today. Whereas Christians are to have their hearts and ears turned into, turned toward the truth. Here, the Bible teaches people, turn away from the truth. And the result is their lives are turned into what? Fantasy. We love the stories that our pastors preach us. Well, that's nice, but the expanded version says they will stop listening to their ears hearing the truth. And in turn, they will begin to follow and wander aside to false stories and to myth. Listen, you will either feed on truth or you will feed on trash. 90% of what's coming out of our pulpits in America today is trash. 100% of what's coming out of the world is trash. Your ears are not supposed to be trash cans. Like satellites in the sky, they pick up certain prearranged signals, these satellites. Well, the Christian's ears have been pre-programmed to pick up the truth. Your preacher is supposed to be feeding on truth, hearing from God, and passing those truths along to you. The fact that they are feeding you trash proves that they aren't eating properly, and they're dying. They're spiritually malnourished. They are feeding us trash on trash as well, trash in, trash out. Any Sunday morning, you can show up at your favorite local church, and your pastor will be telling you about his experiences. What happened to him this week? No. The pulpit isn't to get people to know you. The pulpit is to get people to know God. In their vain imagination, they think that by them telling you about their lives, you will get to see God. No, they get to see God when you preach the Word of God. You want them to know God? Then tell them about God, right? I mean, gee, use his word to reveal God to them by the revelation from the Spirit of God. That's what the word is there for. God doesn't need us to tell others what we think the scriptures mean. He doesn't need me to reason them out when I'm talking about his judgment. He needs us to preach the scriptures and let the Holy Spirit reveal to us what they mean. Get out of the way, man. Your mind is a mess. He's called the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of truth. God's truths are what come from God's pulpit. But unfortunately, Second Peter 2, 2, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, or a better word for pernicious there would be sensual ways there. 
sensuality, they are given over to satisfying their sensual cravings. And many shall follow their pernicious or sensual ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. The Greek word for many here is polos, P-O-U-L-U-S. It refers to much regarding in number or quantity or in amount. Peter is basically telling us that the false, the untrue, is having great results in leading people away from the truth. Great crowds are following them. Unfortunately, these great crowds aren't coming from the pagans and the unchurched in society. They are coming from the people in the church. The same thing is happening today. It happened to them. It's happening to us. It's what the apostasy is, a falling away from God's truths. The world isn't falling away from them. The world doesn't know them. The church knows them, and we're the ones that are falling away from those truths. A better word here for pernicious, I said, would be sensuality. It implies the absence of any or all moral restraint. Mainly, this is focused on sexuality. I don't know that these false preachers are up there. If they do have sexual failings and they're in bondage, they're hidden unless they get popped. And a lot of them do get popped, right? But they're hidden from us. But what we do see is their sensuality concerning the material side of what's going on in the world today. It implies the absence of all moral restraint. Mainly this is focused on sex, but here it can mean materialistic greed, gluttony, and a kind of excessive self-indulgence. One brother says it like a person's disposition of a soul, which is incapable of bearing the pain of any kind of discipline. That's what pernicious means. That's what these guys that are doing that are trapped into sexual lust, uh, materialistic greed, gluttony. Most people have some sense of right and wrong and an associated shame that comes with such revelation. Not these folks. There is no shame in their gluttony. These people don't apologize for their their lavish lifestyles, their $800 million, one preacher bragging he's a billionaire. I mean, you're not supposed to keep that. That's not your money. That's grandma's money. That's dad's taxes. That's clothes for their kids in school. They're giving it to God. They're not giving it to you. If you're claiming ownership of that money, then guess what? You don't know God either. There is no shame in their gluttony. The huge amounts of money and the ostentatious lifestyles of the prosperity gospel preachers evidence of such sensuality. They've got 10 cars, seven planes, a partridge in a pear tree. You name it, they've got it. And they are proud of it. They show it to you, their $1,000 suits. You know, I don't care about money. For my purpose. I'm fine. I'm not rich. I'm not poor. I am satisfied. I am content, Paul says. That's what I am. But they see nothing wrong with such lavish lifestyles. They manipulate Bible verses to justify their covetous hearts. John MacArthur writes, but as they continue to overrule conscience and as they continue to train themselves to do evil and to ignore guilt, they eventually reject those standards and determine to live solely by their own desires. How much money is enough, preacher? How much do you need? Well, I need to go travel here. I need to go there. I'm willing to say I bet God didn't send them anywhere, thereby revealing an already seared conscience. Having rejected all divine guidelines and protection, they become depraved in mind and give themselves over to sensuality. Remember, it doesn't matter how much you do. It matters, are you doing what God has told you to do? Such a person cares nothing about what other people think, not to mention about what God thinks, but only about what gratifies the cravings of their own warped minds. Then there are those in the church who have changed the truth of God into a lie. Romans one twenty five, Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature 
more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. This is what happens when man takes over the pulpit. Ouch. This is what happens when man takes over the pulpit and the Holy Spirit is nowhere to be found. Spiritual issues like abortion, divorce, homosexuality, and greed have suffered the violence of the lust of man. And whether it's for position or power, money, self-indulgence, God's word has been changed by them to achieve their ends. I'll give you an example. Concerning homosexuality, you've heard this. The Bible is clear. It's an abomination before the Lord. Those people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And yet, it's a depraved sexual act. They will tell you, well, no, we know God is for homosexuality because God is love. And he would never deny any opportunity to love another person. That is so stupid. That is so demonic. That's taking scripture out of context for your personal gain. Well, they do it with the money, too. They talk about it all the time. Truth be told, homosexuality is a depraved sexual act. And that is not changed into an acceptance of that act as a love of God. He would never be against people, they say, loving one another. Men have twisted scriptures about wealth, and now we teach gain is godliness in direct contrast to what's been written. So man has tried to silence the truth. He's changed it into the spirit of truth. Let me say that again. I confused it. Man has tried to silence the spirit of truth. He has tried to change the spirit of truth. He has caused others to turn away from the spirit of truth. He has spoken evil of the truth. Like Janus and Jambres, who withstood Moses, man has resisted the truth. Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And this rebellion against the spirit of truth, God's Holy Spirit, Jesus, takes place in our churches. And yes, just like the verse teaches, those who hold the truth, those who have the truth, those who are uh, in charge of the truth, they are suppressing the truth. The world doesn't do this. The church does this. That act has earned us the wrath of God. i read it again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Our pulpits need to be sacred sanctuaries for God's truth. It should not come under assault. It should not be challenged there. Truth should not be challenged in our pulpits, saints. But because the church rarely studies the truth, rarely follows the spirit of truth, rarely gives him honor above our own thinking, our own reasoning, imposters are rampant and they are wantonly replacing God's word with our own opinions. Second Thessalonians 2.10, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Satan uses many methods to deceive mankind into rejecting God's truths. And yes, he even uses the pulpit at times. We must clear out our pulpits of the false preacher. We must make sure that people hear only the truth and nothing but the truth when they come to church. If anyone is capable of making corrections to themselves, it must be the church. We owe the lost the truth. We cannot let them come to church thinking they will meet their Savior and then sending them home with a counterfeit gospel or a man-made version of what truth is. That leaves them destitute of the truth and ensures their future in hell. We must guard our pulpits. The lost must have the opportunity to get saved. Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. All liars have been promised their part in the lake of fire. Did anyone preach that to you this week? Did anyone tell you that this year? 
Has anyone loved you enough to tell you that lying is the evidence you don't belong to Jesus and you are destined for the lake which burns? Congressmen telling you there's no inflation, that our finances in America, okay, they are liars. They are destined for hell. Has anyone told them? The medical community lying to you about the vaccine. They are destined for hell. Gospel man lying to you and taking your money. Does he know where he's headed? How about your kids constantly lying to you? Your husband, they are in trouble. Will you tell them about liars in hell? I don't believe this verse is talking about any lie here. I could be wrong, but I believe it's talking about the habit of lying, where one uses lying as a tool to gain an advantage, to bring about a desired result. Manipulating scripture to cajole you out of your money is lying. A lying tongue always reveals a wicked heart. I want to let you know, guys, that you need to be trained in hearing the truth. That's going to be my prayer this week, that God would give you an understanding, a love for the Word of God, that you would desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you would grow thereby. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.